the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. Hi, this is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this edition of the DI Guys podcast. I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Mike Cogdo. Mike, what's going on this fine day in Denver? Oh, it's a beautiful day in Denver, Chris. Thanks. Uh, we finally had a little bit of rain. You know I always do the weather half probably 27, 28 times now. 90 degrees, it's cooled off a little bit. I actually thought that the world would be, um, ah, there's no normal soil. I'll just stop there. School. Um, thought and a prayer at the moment for us. We think they're going. We're not sure if they're going. Lots of school districts are dropping like flies. So we'll have to see what happens. But I got the feeling that this thing we call COVID-19 is not going away anytime soon, if ever. So in that respect, I think we have to figure out with our income protection solutions and how we're going to sell a product and how we're going to continue to talk to clients. We may have to talk about different ways, Chris, of um, getting in front of people which is a little bit of what we'll do this morning and conversations that be, can be quick to the point to allow somebody on a zoom call or a phone call to make a decision. Don't you agree? You know, I do Mike, and I want to make a comment and then I'm going to ask you a question. I know one of your favorite books out there is called fanatical prospecting by Jeb Blount. Yes. He just, he just wrote a new book called virtual selling, which I highly recommend to anybody who is is a salesperson in or outside the financial services industry and the concept of virtual selling is it gets people's attention but don't be fooled to think okay all we do now is do a selling over zoom as an example is he he goes very deep into using the phone the phone still works so without spending a whole bunch of time on that that's just my my uh my comment Pick up a copy of that book. It'll be well worth it, virtual selling. And so, Mike, I want to go back to your comments. And we have heard this from countless people about how important paychecks are today just because so many people have lost them because of the effects that the, you know, the coronavirus has had on the economy. And here's what also what I hear. I hear agents and advisors saying, okay, Chris, okay, Mike, I get it. But you know what? I haven't been somebody who has talked about income protection for my clients or prospects. How do I take the first step to help people take advantage of protecting their income in this time of uncertainty? So what do you think about that? Chris, first, I'm going to step back just one second. Uh, I just, you know, finally, I've been, I've stopped watching news, which I know you laugh because you know, you know, you're going to call me a liar because I, call you three times a week and talk about what I saw. But I'm trying to limit my news. So I go to the Hopkins site this morning, and most recent is 4,675,628 COVID positives in the United States. So I'll throw a question at you first. Did you think that number would ever be 4.5 million plus? Let's go all the way back to early March. No way. No way. I agree. So we have to first talk about, Four million. Uh, we're heading towards five million people, and I don't want to talk about people that have unfortunately passed. But let's talk about just the number that are contracted, and let's just assume that 
Chris, they say three, four, five times more, right? Probably have had it, depending on who you talk to. So we don't even know. The numbers are, are staggering. I want to take that and move that number, 4.7 million people, into the conversations now that we have every single day on the news. And Chris, it's about getting $600 a week or not. Fair? Yes. Isn't that the conversation that we have nonstop? It's yes. about getting 600, 400, 200. The point is, is when people say, how do I get started? Look, look around, look, look around, look everywhere. Now, every single person that you come in contact with, it may be fewer. And you know, the fact that you, talked about a book virtual selling is a, is a good place to start. I, again, we have a buddy in Chicago. He actually buys lists and people go, I'm not buying this. He buys qualified lists and he calls every single person on the qualified list and writes around five apps a day, four apps a day. So I know it's doable, but you have to invest in your business. You know, again, let's go back and leave off where we were just a week ago, Chris. If you're a member of a synagogue, you're a member of – of, of a church or wherever you go, whatever you do, social organization, a swimming pool where there's 10 families. I, it doesn't matter where you are. It's, it's an easy conversation to have because the first thing we talk about since probably around March 20th, Chris, is what? What's the first topic of discussion for every human being in the United States? Coronavirus. Correct. So it's easy to just go straight from an illness. We won't call it an accident, but... We'll call it an illness, a sickness. We don't even know what the future holds in the world of insurance. Now they're talking about possible lung, lung damage, right, into the future that we don't know about if you had it and you were even asymptomatic. So it sounds like smoking two packs a day maybe and you didn't really do anything wrong. I don't know how that affects an industry going forward. So my point here is now's the time. But how do you do it? It's, it's back to you get a hold of somebody. We're all seeking some interaction. As a matter of fact, I had a friend walk, leave my house yesterday, who's much, is probably one of the biggest introverts I, I know. And I won't use her last name, but her name is Katie and her daughter was over here. And the first thing she said to me was, you know what, I always thought I was a huge introvert. And I think I am, but boy, do I need social interaction. And we start laughing, saying even the biggest person that likes to be alone has had enough of being alone. And I asked her, I said, so, you know, but everything in your family's good. Your husband's good. He's a friend of mine as well. And everything's up to date. And she's, yeah, yeah, we're pretty good. We moved. We're settled. Things are just normal. She's like, I'm wondering about the future of my job. She's in financial services, by the way, works for a fun company. She's worried about it. And I said, but you don't have to worry about your family ever not having money. And she kind of said no. And I, you know, because I think they're trust. And the next thing she said, though, but you know what I really think is Zach and I, and this has nothing to do with income protection. She goes, Mike, I think Zach and I. I don't know. I don't think we have anywhere near enough of life insurance with what's going on around us today. I didn't have to bring it up, Chris. As you well know, I don't really sell life insurance, but that was the question to me. And I'm like, I'm like of course, we can take care of that. Um, it's easy. You're looking at term insurance. I take it. Yes, she's done the research. Point is, we're talking tonight at 5 o'clock at the club where we're going to take our 10 families that get to go to the pool and talk about what 2 million is for her and 2 million for her husband is at a 30 year time because their youngest is only five. So from introvert to COVID to two 20 or 30 year, $2 million life policy is probably going to happen in the next 72 hours. So how do you get started? That's how you get started. Um, is your risk protection package up to date? I still think is one of the greatest terms, not because it's mine. It's not mine. 
but I think it's one of the easiest non-invasive terms that you can ask anybody. Start having a conversation in today's world. You know what? I'm seeing commercials now. Is your risk protection package up to date? Wills. I just saw um, the lady on CBS, Chris, whoever it is that does the finance part, last Thursday spent the entire time talking about making sure your stuff is squared away, meaning your living will, your pull the plug, your where's your stuff, make notes so your children, if you're elderly, know where your, where your finances, where your passcodes, where your things are. There's not a better time to get organized, and this is just a piece of it. And if you're 30-something or 40-something, and I want you to interject here, Chris, if you're 30 or 40-something, it may not be worried about the living will as much, although, as you well know from months ago, I had a friend that had, a, unfortunately, an aneurysm and passed on her 50th birthday. This is really a good time to still reflect and get everything in order. And just one of those components to get everything in order is to make sure in the event you get hurt or sick and you can't go to work, that you got to take care of your family and that risk protection package is current and up to date. It's as easy as that. You know, I again will coin an old famous guy, Roger Zener. You know what? You can say money doesn't matter. Just try living without it. <laughs> and those are easy things, Chris. You know, remember our old guy, Rick? What was one of the first things he told us? And I know it could be a cheesy cliche, but to get somebody to understand, if I say, Chris, what's it like to be a homeschool teacher right now? I know you're not. Let's pretend your kids are younger. What's it like teaching your children at home? Being part of that process you've never done. It, it is very, very difficult. Very challenging. Correct. I agree. I, from experience, have to be the headmaster. I tell people I'm not a school teacher. I'm the headmaster, which means I have to get them organized and I have to make things happen. And I also, for them, we all have to understand what our roles are and where we fit. And if you're talking to somebody about the, the going to school and being on Zoom and being a a teacher this year of some kind. Every parent is a teacher. We're now more teachers than we ever were before. It's as easy as, you know what? Let's talk about something that a fourth grader can understand. And here I got a little, I got a little, it's not a joke, but it's kind of a little comment. And it goes back to the old nursery rhymes. Every kid knows them. Everybody learns them. Nobody ever forgets them. And this was asked to me in 1987 when I first started, and I think it's as easy as this, cheesy or cliche, the person you're talking to will understand. And Chris, it goes nothing more than, I'm just going to use a little nursery rhyme analogy here. It's like, if you had the goose that laid the golden eggs and the golden eggs every day, which would you insure? The eggs or would you insure the goose? The goose. Why? It's going to keep producing those eggs every single day. That's all that income protection does, Chris. It's the exact same thing. You are the goose or the gander, and uh, here's here's what it does. This is why we like to talk about this and make it as easy as we possibly can. Chris, if you had an oil well, because we all talk about fracking, and we know in Pennsylvania people suddenly had oil wells that were re-drilled and put in their backyards, and they had the mineral rights, and you had an oil well in your backyard pumping $5,000 a month, how much would you spend a month to ensure that that thing continued to pump until you were 67 years old? I'd spend a lot of money because I like that 5000 a month. Just shoot me a number. Make Give me a percentage of that 5000 that you would spend to make sure uh -huh. that it guaranteed that thing was going to pump. You know, Mike, it would be as little as possible, but the reality is is I could afford to spend one, two, three, or even $4,000 a month because I'm still going to make a profit. So let me ask you, if I, if, I, if I told you that I needed about 2% of that gross, would you consider it? Oh, that's a no-brainer. Well, that's what income protection does. And you lead right into it right there, Chris. You don't beat around the bush anymore. You make something make sense 
like two plus two equals four, and then you get to your point. And that's what I think is important, and I think it's lost on a lot of people, is you get somebody to take, you take them down the path you want them to go, but as we learned as lieutenants, you know what? You get people to do what you want them to do for their own reasons. Did that make sense to you? It's exactly, it's so spot on. And I think that's the direction we need to go. So when it's like, how do I get there? I'm going to continue from last week's podcast, and I want you to fill in here. I think now is the time to just get used to, one, go buy virtual selling if you're not sure how to do it. I've got a list of people in my phone, and I can start from the ace, Chris, and I can find 40 prospects right now if I looked. To call up and say, I haven't touched face in a while. How you doing? How's your family? You know, everybody, Chris, has clients that they've never presented income protection to. Almost everybody. Would you agree? Absolutely. So where would you start, Chris? I, I love the idea about starting it in your phone. And, and actually, in the book, Jeb talks about that. But, Mike, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double-click on something you said. You know, when I talk to, to uh, agents and advisors, I always recommend that call that call, the phone still works. And the, right now, to your point about your friend, people are craving the interaction, whereas before maybe they didn't want to talk to people on the phone. Now they do. But here's the two questions. And it would sound something like this. You know, hey, Mike, I'm calling for two reasons. Number one, I just want to see how you and Kate and the kids are doing. And then number two is I want to ask you a question. And the question is, is your risk protection package up to date? Those two questions will get you, number one, and I'm not suggesting that you you lead with the risk protection. I mean, and honestly, I want to know about you and Kate and the kids. Once we get through that, now I can say the second question is, is your risk protection package up to date? And they typically say what, Mike, when you ask them that question? I have no idea what you're talking about, Chris. I don't know. I have no, I don't know. And, and so, Mike, do you, what objection would you have if we spend 15 minutes just to make sure with confidence you know that it's up to date? Well, why not? Yeah. And so, so you know, Mike, there's lots of different ways to wordsmith that. But as the book says, is you, you got to take the first step. And whether you text somebody, you call somebody, you email somebody, you try to Zoom somebody, you got to take the first step. There's not a long line of people outside your office or your house, if you're, if you're now in your home, that are saying, hey, can you sell me some, sell me something? You got to take the first step. And that's what a lot of People just don't do. And I think we're saying that you need to ask the question, Chris. The worst thing that's going to happen is somebody can say, I don't want to do it. That's fine. This is not being pushy. Two is, you know what? Money's kind of tight right now. And then it's like, you know what? During these times, I fully understand that money's a little tight right now. I get that. You know, when when the dust settles and the contracts come back, and let's say we're talking to a guy that gets an architect, and you know what, and he's not or she's not designing houses at the moment because people are putting them on hold. Let's just, is it cool if we just put a tickler in for early November to reach, re, first make sure your business is good and relook at this? The answer is yes or no. As you know what, as we learned during the summit, uh, uh, one of our speakers, again, and we refer to them a lot, and I I really took this to heart when he says the first thing I tell somebody I've never met is, tell me why you're not going to buy disability insurance from me. It really I would actually stop and listen to that guy. I wouldn't hang up because I would actually giggle a little bit if I was the recipient of a phone conversation like that. And I got to believe a lot of the world is like me. I don't take that personally, 
I mean, if you get somebody that's mad right away, do you really want them as a client, Chris? Great point. Great point. Do you really want them as a client? And you don't have to be quite as bold and brash as, as that. And I don't think it's brash. I think it's bold, just bold. But to say somebody, you know, thinking about you, your family, school, or, you know, there's a lot of people that may not be going to school. It could be a, a, there are people right now that are talking to me, Chris, about travel, getting on a sailboat where there's internet, taking their kids for a month in an RV if they can find one to rent somewhere. And taking, I just had a friend say, I might go from Colorado up to the great state of Washington, basically the Puget Sound, all the way to Bellingham, which is the border, as you know, and just head south, all the way along the coast to San Diego, and show my kids the entire west coast of the United States. Go all the way out to the Olympic Peninsula and work my way all the way down through, because it's a beautiful part of the world and they may never have a chance to do it. And they can do it while learning. You gotta make sure that everything's in order, Chris, if you're gonna start doing things like that, right? It's a great point. So the risk protection package is something happens, boom. You don't want to stop everything in life from happening because you didn't properly plan. And to protect the paycheck, Chris, it's not typically more, and it's almost always less than 2% of your gross income, regardless of age in a white-collar occupation market. Yeah, so Mike, if, if I could sum up today's episode, I would say, number one, buy the book Virtual Selling. Number two, don't be afraid to ask. And then number three, the key there is ask questions versus telling people, ask them questions. Correct. You know, this is where we're going to end this week's podcast. It's Monday and it's a beautiful day. So you know what? If you got an oil well in your backyard, what are you willing to spend to insure it, to make sure that it continues to pump? And if you got a goose that lays golden eggs, which would you rather insure? Those are great points, Mike. And I want to encourage our listeners to make sure they subscribe to the podcast so they don't miss a single episode. Mike, thanks for your comments today. Great job. Chris, thank you. And enjoy the week, my friend. Thank you.